How do we live our Christian life in the horizontal world? gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the, on the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Yeah, that's the Ten Commandments. And if you read those, or if you've ever read them, you will understand that the first two is really vertical. It's still in really with God. And the Sabbath all the way down is really for our benefit. So that's the horizontal life in which we will live. There's some rest we have to have. There's respect to our parents. There's, you know, no lying, no stealing, no adultery, no fornication, you know, you know it, it, and no coveting of our neighbor's stuff. Those are the things that are important for us to exist in this world in the horizontal in the way that we ought to and it's not just necessary for Christians, but I believe that if everyone will honor God the way he says honor him and then honor people the way he says honor people, that this world would be in a, a much better place. So tell me something. How did these this Ten Commandments come to be in the hands of man? Well, the Ten Commandments came about when um, he took Moses up on the mountain, and I believe it was Mount Sinai, and the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets, stone tablets, for the people. So what was God's purpose? Do you think God's purpose or intent was for these Ten Commandments? The purpose of the Ten Commandments was actually to get it into the hearts of the people. Just like when we have our Bibles on the table, it's not just to beautify the table. It's for us to pick it up, read it, and apply it to our lives. So that's what the Ten Commandments 
were written for, not just to be on stone, but to be in the hearts of the people. God is a God that desires to have a relationship with us on a deeper level than just going to church and having this ritual thing that we do, but to be intimate and have a relationship truly with him, to come to him and to pour our hearts out to him and understand him and because he understands us, but just to really have an intimate relationship, just like any full relationship that we have on, on earth. Those are the things that God desires to have with us, right? Amen. Amen. Exactly right. Uh, I got some scriptures that, you know, kind of points to those things. One's in Romans, Romans 2.15. I really love this one. It says, in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. So this law that's written on a heart, it's almost like a gauge, almost like a standard that we we govern our life with. You know, so the things that the Ten Commandments represent, we're saying, okay, did, did I make that offense? And our heart will say, it was an offense. Then we go make it right. And our conscience says, okay, I got to make that right. These are the things that God has and desires for the word of God to get in our hearts and not in our heads, unless our conscience is motivated based on what's in our heart. Right. Exactly. Some other scriptures as well that talks about that very thing of the commandments and 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 what he wrote in stone, not to stay in stone. You know, like in um Second Corinthians third chapter, verse three, it says, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, cared for by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So you see that his his intention wasn't for it to stay on those stone tablets. Amen. You know, when I find out so, so beautiful about that is in the beginning, God had handwritten the Ten Commandments on stone. And then fast forward, Jesus Christ, it says, by the Spirit is handwritten on our hearts. In Matthew 15, 17 to 20, it's a buildup from the Pharisees, the religious people telling uh, Jesus, why are your people eating with unwashing hands? And Jesus says that it's not what goes into the body that defiles them, it's what comes out of them. And later on, the disciples ask him, what does that mean? And Jesus is replying to that question. He says, do not ye yet understand that whatever enters the body or enters the mouth goes to the belly and then it comes out, you know where. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemes. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with our unwashing hands defileth not a man. So Jesus is to me is saying this, the law is on your heart. These are the things that are the same things that were on the law, the tablets that God wrote. Now, as it says in, in, in Romans 2.15, those things that's on our heart should govern the way we live our lives. They should impact our, our conscience. They should be something that is accusing us or, or defending us. That's how we should live in a horizontal world. 
by allowing those things to navigate or direct us on if we are in God or if we are in flesh. If we are in the flesh, like he says, these are the things that would happen. God says, don't do those things. And then Jesus talks about the two great commandments. So can you tell me about those? Jesus said that um, we we have all these 10 commandments. And like you said, sometimes we think, oh man, we can't remember 10 commandments. But Jesus says, in these two commandments, hang everything. The first one, the first commandment is that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So God being love, he loves. He is love and he loves. And love, nothing can exist in love that is not of love. Like, for example, hatred that cannot exist Mm -hmm. in love. Murders that cannot exist in love. Mm -hmm. Darkness, it it can't exist in love. All those things that you read off, they cannot exist in love. And so when we, we first have to love God and know what that love is in order for us to know how to love people, the horizontal, as you say, we can't love others like ourselves if we don't know what love is. And God shows us what love is. Love gave. Love forgives. And love speaks truth. So we have all of those, those things in love. And when we can do that, then we can do all of the other things that the eight commandments talk about, you know, not coveting and um, not lying, not stealing. We can do all those things when we have love. I think about um, that love and I think about the image of God. And I think that God desires for us to be conforming to that image of love. If we are conformed to that image of love, they were, therefore we love ourselves. And if we love ourselves, then we give to the horizontal world a complete package of what love looks like in the the case of all the things that it it mentions, then you wouldn't lie to somebody else because you wouldn't want somebody to lie to you. You wouldn't want somebody to steal from you so you don't steal from them. You don't want to lust after their their stuff or their wives or whatever they have because you don't want anybody to do the same to you. It's the it's so pinnacle of of what God is saying to us to be complete in him is that I'm a forgiver. You be a forgiver. I am holy. You be holy. I am merciful. You be merciful. I am love. You be love. I am truth. You be truth. So every attribute of God, God is calling us to be a part of the same as him. He has patterned us to be like him. You have something else to add to that? No, that that's um that's exactly what I would have said, but uh <laughs> no, I don't have any anything else to uh to add to that. That's that's just true. That's perfect right there. So in closing, we wanted you to know that that's how our mindset, you know, what we think, what we say, we talked about this before, what we do, it should be different. And that difference is understanding those two great commandments. 
if we live our life being connected to the vertical, we are going to be spot on right every time, as well as fulfilling the purposes and the, and the plan of God for our lives and how we treat other people. So we love you. God bless you. And we may not know it all, but we know the person that knows it all. And that is who we're, we're trying to point people to. So praise God. Father, thank you. I praise you and exalt you to all those that are believers. I continually to write upon their hearts, affect the conscience and bear witness with the life and the, and the thoughts and the words spoken and that it will accuse them or defend them unto your perfect will. I pray for those that do not know you, Lord God, that they will draw closer to you. The more they hear, I pray the more they'll understand that you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. And if they've been in life for any length of time, they will realize that the life they're living is very superficial, surface oriented, selfish. But a life given to you, all things new. You give us a life of abundancy. You give us a life of love. And only you can bring it forth in the truest sense, in the purest sense. So I pray for anyone that's listening. We might say a lot of things, and I believe that there might be one little thing that God has been speaking to your heart, and you hear it. You hear God speaking through us to your very soul. I just say in Jesus' name, run to him. Run to him and be free indeed. God bless You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.